Welcome to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. I'm Christy. And I'm Bill. We're husband and wife. We're also psychotherapists, spiritual directors, and the founders of Soul Shepherding. We're glad you've joined us on Soul Talks as we invite you into our home to share our hearts and our intimacy with Jesus in life, love, and leadership. Christy, we're just back from a four-day mission trip in Mexico. Thank you for joining me in that. Thank you for leading me in that again. This is about our eighth year of going down about three times a year or so to minister to the pastors and wives in Tijuana area. How did you sense God's presence in this particular trip? Well, you know, I think in many ways, one was just his meeting us in our areas of need. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I didn't get a lot of sleep, yeah, but he sustained me. And, you know, I, I felt some doubt. You know, sometimes I wrestle with God over these trips because mm-hmm. they're not real comfortable for me. And so sometimes I think, oh, you know, are you really calling us? Or is this just something like we did before? But, you know, is it really important we keep doing this? And I guess maybe kind of like a, a kid going to a parent who's being told, okay, we're going to do this. And I'm kind of like, oh, do we have to? <laughs> you know. So you were feeling tired and hesitant. And yet in that, the Lord met you and, and his grace yeah. was strong for you. Yeah. And then I get there and I'm like, wow, I get to be here serving the Lord. This is a privilege. And mm-hmm. he, you know, his spirit inspires me again. And I realize how much I really love his people there. You know, I don't really love things about the Mexican culture and I don't speak the language, you know, and I don't really like Mexican food, unfortunately, but I really, I love his church there mm-hmm. and his people there. And so he meets me in that. And then I see him use us even in my weaknesses, even in areas where I'm not maybe really strong and even strong in faith. So it ended up being real encouraging for you. Yeah. And I always come back pretty overwhelmed with praise for God. And it's very clear that this ministry that we do in Mexico is really all ham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like really only the vessel and a really broken, cracked one at that. You know. Yeah. So for me, a couple things come to mind about sensing God's presence on this trip. Uh, one was a head of a long conversation with one of the younger pastors, a, a counseling time, and he was processing with me some of the challenges in his church that he's leading, uh, which is a, a larger growing church down there, and some challenges with a volunteer in particular, and there was some conflict uh, around the, the volunteer not really uh, living up to her commitments, and it was causing some difficulties for the people in her ministry, and so he was wrestling with you know what to do about that, and so I really sensed the Lord helped me draw him out and uh, empathize with him and support him through that and then begin to help him just really, you know, think through how the Lord would have him talk to her and, and deal with the situation. And so he was really uh, felt empowered and, and helped by that. And so I was thankful to the Lord for that. And then another pastor, one of the one of the older pastors in the group there that I was caring for, who's has some conflicts with some other pastors that have been difficult for him. And he just needed a confidential, safe place to just kind of vent some hurt and some frustration and some anger there. And uh, just he just really appreciated my compassion and, you know, asking questions and drawing them out and supporting him through that and helped him to just really get some insight from the Lord and some energy uh, from God as to how to deal with those situations. And so that felt fulfilling for me because I sense the Lord used me in that. It's always so beautiful for me to 
see how the pastors and their wives do respond to the opportunity that God's called us to provide for them and how their hearts are so responsive. And, you know, we're able to bring something to them that they don't have accessible to them in their lives. Yeah. So our theme that we're talking about here is cross the border, your mission with Jesus. And God calls all of us to cross borders, to step out of our comfort zone, to venture on him with faith that he's going to show up. And we just think that that's really important for all of us as Christians, especially those of us who are pastors and ministry leaders. It's just a good thing for us to find someone in need, maybe outside of our realm, might be a different culture or, as in this case, a different country or a different city, a different area of town where we're not normally in. And we'll find somebody there who has a need and that we can care for that person and bless that person and how the Lord meets us in that. Yeah. You know, I don't go to be encouraged in my faith. (laughs) I go to serve the Lord and to obey him and to follow his call. But every year I actually find myself encouraged in my faith as a result of going. There's just, there's a certain growth that takes place in our life. It it seems to to me that this has been our experience. I wonder your thoughts about it, but when we're really stepping out sort of beyond our comfort zone, and we're following our sense of God's call, something good that we can do that will make a difference. But it's maybe beyond our abilities, beyond yeah. what we're familiar with. Just the, the way that God shows up in that situation is we're looking to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't speak the language, but these women, the way that they have come to look at me and hug me and relate to me shows me that they are receiving the language of God's love Mm -hmm. in spite of my not being able to speak Spanish. It is an amazing thing, isn't it? The smiles and hugs and eyes that are alive and faces that are shining. You don't need words for those things. No, that's true. And of course, we have a translator to help us with our conversations, our counseling appointments, and the the teaching, the the spiritual exercises that we do with the pastors and the spouses and so forth. So we get to spend time with them in counseling and also leading them on a retreat, a day retreat this time. This trip, it was a day retreat, and we'll be going back in September for a weekend retreat, more intensive, longer period of time. And it's been just really fun, you know, on this theme of venturing on the Lord, it's been very exciting for me to see how the Lord meets us in this. And, you know, how do you do a counseling session with somebody who you don't speak the same language? I mean, I've never done that before or even heard of anybody doing it. I'm sure it's done now and again by different people, but I had no training in that. And so just to figure out how to do that, (laughs) uh, that's been very interesting and challenging. And just to see the way the Lord uses that, or even just speaking with a translator, you know, when we first did that, you know, that was new. And it's a different thing. You can really only say about half as many words because everything has to be translated. And, you know, and how do we translate what we do, which is so much about the experiences of, of scripture meditation and prayer and listening conversations and, and guiding pastors and wives to have those conversations. You know, how do you translate all that from one language to another? And Well, the Holy Spirit does it. We've seen it. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing how he does. And even the pastors and their wives have often said, Wow, we just so have learned how to trust and respond to the Holy Spirit in these experiences that you lead us in. They've given us a new understanding of what it means to do ministry that's led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I just think that we who are in ministry, whether we're preaching pastors or Bible study leaders or children's ministry work or whatever we're doing for the Lord, 
just to realize that our key ministry, really, it's just coming out of our face, out of our relationship with our, our partner and our ministry team, and just the, the way we are, the way we bring ourselves into the room and into the people. Well, and before we go, we spend a lot of time in prayer and seeking the Lord and as to what, you know, what do these pastors and wives need from you, Lord? What do you want us to bring from you? And, you know, especially as you're putting together the outlines and having handouts translated and scripture passages for Lexio Divinas that we lead them in, you know, you're discerning what it is. And then it's so exciting to see the way that it just meets right to their need in ways that always blow me away. It's always like, wow, you really did hear the Lord on that. <laughs> Yeah, and at the same time, it's, we've learned how important it is to hold that outline loosely because once we're actually there, you know, the Lord directs us to particular needs that we weren't aware of. And I often remember those words of Jesus, you know, when you are brought into a situation of trial, don't worry beforehand about what you're going to say because the Holy Spirit will give you the words. And so often just the, the best things that get communicated and like, you know, in our retreats, they're pretty spontaneous or, or they emerged maybe the, the night before or that morning, you know, while we were just praying and listening to the Lord and we put something on our hearts. Yeah. I'm thinking of how many times I've read packets written for missionaries going to Mexico to minister. And they say, you know, Mexico is Flexico. Yeah. You gotta be flexible. Yeah. You know, it's it's the culture there is a little different than ours and things don't go as you plan. And we're, you know, in America we're used to things going as you plan and on time and it's a little bit different down there. And we've learned to be flexible with the Holy Spirit would have us offer and teach and, and responsive to what he's doing. And it's been really a, a fun thing and a growing thing for us. And that's something we brought back to America is that flexibility in ministry and that dynamic of being led by the Spirit is very important in operating under the anointing of Jesus. So, yeah, we wanted to read a passage here. I think it just really speaks to our ministry of soul shepherding, honey, and, and how we do this together and how important that is. And uh, so if we turn to Luke 10, here right at the beginning of the chapter, uh, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If a man or woman of peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay in that house, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves their wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, the kingdom of God has come near. And so this is Jesus sending out the 72 disciples on mission. And it comes following him sending out the 12 apostles on mission. And it's very similar. Uh, Mark 6 gives us the uh, sending of the 12. And very similar instructions that Jesus gives there. And I just found it really encouraging as I was reading through this and thinking about our mission in Mexico, what the Lord has, has us do, you know, and just Jesus saying the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are a few, you know, and that's how we started, right? We mm -hmm. went down in that trip eight years ago. And we were actually going with a, a whole group of uh, missionaries from Mariner's Church locally. A friend had invited us to join him. He was leading the trip and 
our friend Lance Wood. And so we were going down on a house building trip. And, and as I'm there, I'm, I meet the, the head pastor of a network of church planters. He's planting different churches and uh, he has a vision to plant 50 churches. Our friend Daniel Nunez and as I'm meeting him and talking to him, the Lord put it on my heart. Bill, who, who's going to help him build up the pastors? He's got people giving money to build buildings for churches, which is phenomenal, but that's just the start. We need to build the pastors and the people, and, and he needs soul shepherding. And, and so there began the adventure. It did. You've been obeying him and seeking to build up the church there. And you with me, because the Lord sent us out two by two. <laughs> that's right. That's a good thing. I couldn't do it, it alone. <laughs> and I'm more effective, I think, in this arena than I am with building physical houses doing construction as I look at my blister here yeah. <laughs> from holding a screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, we like to be in the, the realm of relationships and feelings and prayer and discipleship. That's where we can best flourish for the Lord. And, you know, we're doing it together. We found that one plus one is not two. Yeah. You know, it's five or 10. There's a, a multiplication effect when and there's a relationship that's dedicated to the Lord. And so I think that's why Jesus, you know, said that we need to support each other and, and then people need to see how we interact. And when, when they do, and then when they can see Christ, his love and grace and humility in our relationship, that has such mm-hmm. a powerful effect on them. It does. And that's one of the things that's been so beautiful to see and to hear from these pastors and wives is the way that their love for each other is strengthened through this time because they come together and they get this time together Mm -hmm. and we give them time to look into each other's eyes and really share what they're sensing from the Lord and hearing from the Lord and needing and feeling. And so to see them, we see the bond that happens, you know, and oftentimes in the letters that they write us afterwards, they tell us how, you know, one of the pastor's wives in her letter said, you know, I'm free of the grudge I was holding against my husband mm-hmm. now. Thank you. Yeah, it's so important. You know, they don't have this very poor pastors. Um, you know, they're making $2 an hour in construction or in factories or driving a taxi or working in a Sam. restaurant. And and then they're pastoring on the side in the right. evenings and on the weekends. And so it's a, you know, it's a difficult life. They're, they're, and of course, they love it because they're called by God and they're, they're serving the Lord and helping their neighborhood and spreading the gospel. But they don't have access to psychologists. Yeah. And so we go down there as pastors and we, we bring them what, what we know as therapists and engage them in conversations with us and, and with each other. And how fulfilling it is to see the way that they connect is they really learn more about as you're saying, you know, looking in each other's eyes and asking questions and listening and empathizing. And coming to really understand what's going on in the heart of their spouse, mm-hmm. which they don't often and easily have opportunity to hear or to share. And then, as you said, also helping them to listen to the Lord through scripture meditation and, and help each other to do that. And uh, so, yeah, there's a lot there that's just very uh, fertile soil there. But Jesus in his instructions, he says to us, you know, watch out for wolves. Mm. I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. And we experience some wolves, don't we? Some trials. We sure do. You know, getting pulled over at the border, you know, and they're going through our luggage and our ice chests. And, you know, we they're telling us, you're not allowed to bring any fruit and vegetables in here. And we've got fruit and vegetables because, you know, your diet, you, you can't eat much and you can't eat the food there. And. But God provides, you know, and he protects and gets us through. And then I think we, we run into the wolves even. I'm 
struck by the suffering that these pastors and their wives endure and live with. Every trip, mm-hmm. there's a pastor that suffered a really big loss of a child, either through death or a major injury or sickness. Um, you know, just heartbreaking. And you know, we get to be a part of fighting for them or going and you know praying over their house because here, you know, two of them have been robbed mm-hmm. in the night, and you know, their families don't feel safe in their houses anymore. And getting to bring the kingdom there and and fight spiritually for them in these ways. Yeah, crisis situations that we're involved in. And, you know, the work is so significant. We always realize that when we're there and upon reflection, but it seems like going into the trips, I'm always hit with the accusations and and doubts that come to me from the enemy. Mm -hmm. And I begin feeling, you know, is this really needed? Am I that significant? Am I making a difference? And -hmm. and, uh, so that's a a wolf that comes (laughs) yapping at me, it seems. Yeah, I, I do get this wolf attacking me. You know, you can't even speak the language. What are mm. you doing here? <laughs> You're a failure, you know. And then Jesus says to us, travel light. You know, we, we need to, to not bring a lot of stuff down, and not only physical stuff, but emotional baggage, hopefully. We really try to prepare ourselves before our trip, and we try to make a space, you know, screening out our, uh, we're not answering email and engaging in normal communications, normal ministry and, and home responsibilities just to really save our energy, to be fully present to uh, the people there and to the Lord and what he's saying to us. Yeah, we spend a lot of time, both of you and I, really meditating on scripture and praying through scripture. And that makes a big difference because then when we're with the pastors and their wives, they're sensing that sense of spaciousness of soul that God's given us and taught us. And as we bring that, then they're able to grow in their ability to listen to the Lord. Yeah, it reminds me of our first podcast on spiritual hospitality. It's Mm. so important that we just make that space for other people to enter into. And when we really listen and invite somebody into prayer, uh, it's a powerful ministry of the presence of Christ to people. Well, and we didn't didn't even have a car. So we're dependent upon them getting us to the retreat site. And that God used too. Well, Jesus says, you know, receive the hospitality that's provided for you. And so that's something we've found in, in lots of different ways. But the, the, in this particular case, uh, one of the pastors had the opportunity to drive us around. And we, we might have felt like, oh, you know, we're burdening him. We're using his, his yeah, gas. Yeah, I was feeling and, guilty. <laughs> and for him, it was just the, just the greatest yeah. honor, you know, because we come down every year and, you know, we've gone to his house and prayed over his house. And mm-hmm. he feels like we've blessed him and his marriage and his kids. And so he was... Just really pleased that he yeah. could, you know, drive us around in his car with his wife and his kids and, yeah. you know, show us things and take us, you know, to the retreat side and take us back to the hotel. And Yeah, I was so surprised to hear, I think three times he, he was just yeah. beaming that he got to do that. And, you know, I enjoyed being with him and his wife and kids. It's easy to forget how important it is to let other people bless us mm-hmm. and to receive that and appreciate that. And it gives them dignity. Yeah. We certainly see that in, in Mexico. Uh, Jesus says, you know, bring peace to the home that you're in. And I think that's really a, a heartbeat of what we do down there. As we really, as we've been saying, we really want to bless the the marriages and the families, you know, bless these parents who have kids that they're caring for. Some little kids, some have older kids. Yeah. You were telling me about a picture of peace there in the pool one day. Yeah. You know, that was one of my favorite moments. I just still have been thinking back on that. It just makes me so happy, but you know, seeing the, the pastors, uh, especially the men in the pool with the kids, you know, and, and they don't, they, they don't have access to pools. To pool. I mean, yeah, once a year. <laughs> I mean, they, they live in little shacks, you know, there's uh, the, no water. and there's no community pools to go to. And yeah, they don't even have running water. And no. 
And so when they get to be at a hotel and play in a pool and be splashing and there's a fountain and they got pool toys and they just have so much fun. And so what a blessing that we get to provide that for them and that we have friends, including uh, many of our listeners who donate to Soul Shepherding Mm -hmm. so that we can do this because we don't charge the pastors anything. You know, it's free for them because they work hard and they need a blessing. Well, and it costs them because they often have to take off work to come. Yeah. And so maybe Jesus' closing words are good for us to close our podcast here. He says, heal the sick and announce that the kingdom of God is near. And you know, I really think that's what we're doing in Mexico, and God's helping us to do that. And that's what we want to do with our lives, isn't it? You know, We want to bring the, the message that the kingdom of the heavens is available through Jesus and his death and resurrection. And uh, we want to then manifest that as we minister to people the healing power physical, emotional healing, and just the encouragement that the Lord brings. Yes, Lord Jesus, we thank you for this privilege of being a part of what you're doing on earth, even in other countries, and for our listeners and their participations through praying with us and their donations and the work they're doing in the obeying and responding to your call on them. Amen. Well, friends, We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We invite you to our website, soulshepherding.org, where you'll find over 700 free resources, including these Soul Talks. You also can find our newly published book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. Until next time, let's continue our conversation with Christ.